Welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And today is Friday, April 10th. So as you know, we're here for you to offer comfort and support during this scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com or call us at 781-591-0390. And just let us know when you give us a call that it's for here for you. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to. If you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions, we want to hear it all. We do. Kate, how are you? Well, Dory, I'm now a person who plays the Nintendo Switch game Animal Crossing New Horizons. So that's good. Is it good? I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> okay, go on. The first thing I need to say is that yesterday I was waiting for the game to arrive in the mail and my children were like, what are you waiting for? And I was like, oh, I bought myself a game called Animal Crossing and they lost their minds. They apparently have seen advertising for this game and were like, what? And I was like, it's for me. It's not for you. It's for me. They were freaking so out I, because they, they want, want it. it. Okay. They want it. They want to play it. They, they, they know all about it. My daughter this morning was like, where do you live at Animal Crossing? And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is my thing. <sighs> so I might end up having to share Animal Crossing um, it is a it is very slow. It is a game for Nintendo Switch. I don't know if you can play it on any other gaming things because I know nothing about video I games. Don't, but I don't think you can. I think it's only no, I on think the it's Switch. just Nintendo yeah. Switch. Yes. It's like it's a it's so slow and the music, like it's actually I was like humming it to myself. The music <laughs> is relaxing. And on your island, you you basically inhabit an island and have to kind of like develop it and grow it. And on your deserted island, when you go to the beach, the music gets quiet and you just hear the waves of the ocean. Like it, it, it was truly, <laughs> it was truly kind of calming. Good. And it was very, it was very nice to just zonk out and stare at a screen and watch my little person, you know, like toot all over this island and try to collect logs and cherries. And it, it went by fast. I was playing for like, I didn't go to bed till midnight wow wow i played till like 11 30 and then i and then i made myself kind of shut it down but uh, so i have to say this finding a game that is mindless might be a good solution for me because i have noticed this week there's been a shift just in how i'm feeling which is like more anxious excuse me um more having a harder time like going to sleep more mm -hmm. worried starting to mm -hmm. catastrophize a bit more mm -hmm. like worrying I'm never gonna see my family again and, and just you know what happens when you let your thoughts just kind of travel yep, and yep yep um so I don't know I haven't I'm not gonna endorse it just yet okay, but I will okay. say just having a game having a game to to escape into feels good yes so yes yes so the other thing, in addition to, you know, the the regular kind of day-to-day -day over here, is that I was going to do a blood drive, but it got canceled. Oh. I was going to go donate blood. And then yesterday I got an email saying that they had canceled my blood drive for some reason. I don't know why. And so every other one I've tried to sign up for through April into May is full. So... I'm going to take that as a good sign, but I was really looking forward to donating blood. Oh, that's a bummer. I'm sorry. 
Dory, I have a sad-faced child here visiting me. Can I just do a little family check-in? Sure. You know, I ply them with uh, with tablets while I record podcasts, but sometimes they don't charge the tablets and the tablets die. <laughs> um anyway. Anyway. So that's where I am. I was excited to give blood, but I'm I'm actually kind of hopeful that the reason that it got canceled and the other ones were full is that maybe everybody is also donating blood. It sounds like it. I hope so. Anyway. <clears throat> so if anyone is out there and donating blood, donating blood, let me know because I'm trying to find a place here in Los Angeles that's 10 miles from my home and I cannot find anywhere. So Wow. Okay. That has that has available appointments. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, Dory, how about you? How are your Zoom satyrs? Um, well, I went to two Zoom satyrs last night. <laughs> um, one was early because the person organizing it was including some people on the East Coast. And then the other one was um, li- a little later. The first one was big. It, there were there were 25 Zoom participants. And then within those 25 people, like a lot of people were families or couples. Um and the woman organizing it had like put together this kind of coronavirus themed Haggadah, um, which is the the book, I guess, that you use during the Seder with like the prayers and the readings. Um, and she had assigned everyone parts, which was cool. So it was it was cool. And I kind of like jerry rigged a seder plate i couldn't i have a seder plate somewhere didn't know where it was just use a regular plate and my friend had brought me over some matzah and some other things that go on the seder plate and you're supposed to roast an egg i just put an egg on there um you're supposed you, to like a cooked egg. No, just, just a raw, raw egg because you don't actually you, you don't actually eat the egg during the seder so i figured you know, I'll just put the egg on there. Um, you're supposed to use a shank bone, which as a vegetarian, I was sort of like, yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way to get a shank bone. And then a lot of people use beets as a replacement for the shank bone, but I also mm. didn't have beets. So I used a red potato. Nice. Thanks. Thanks. Um, and poured myself some wine. I don't drink very much anymore. I don't think I've had a drink since this pandemic started so it was actually nice to kind of like sit back and drink some wine um and it was nice the the first seder was great and then the second seder was much smaller it was my friend and she um had another there was another family doing it and then me and so it was it was lovely it's very nice had you ever done any sort of um holiday celebration on zoom or on facetime or anything like that before oh no like prior to this no no i mean i think very few people have seemed like a new thing for most people yeah normally on holidays we just like facetime and say hi to the family that we're not with right we don't actually like go through the tradition exactly holiday with somebody yeah exactly so i don't know you know it it was different hopefully we will never have to do it again yeah um but you know it was nice. Um, I also want, we, we used an app on the second Seder called Family Haggadah <laughs> that was like a very sweet kind of stripped down version um, of a Seder. And it had every prayer in English, Hebrew, and then transliterated Hebrew. You could kind of like swipe to see <laughs> uh, which version of the prayer you wanted. 
to use. That's really cool. Yeah, it was cool. And then, you know, I, I bought, I sent a gift to a woman I know, um, who is kind of struggling right now. And I, I sent her a candle and as I was like perusing the candles on this site, I was like, I kind of want some candles. And I've been, I haven't bought that many candles lately because like you're not really supposed to burn too many scented candles around babies. But Henry hardly ever comes into our bedroom. So I was like, well, I could maybe like get some for the bedroom. That might be nice. So I kind of want some what candles. Candle? What candle did you send this friend that kind of instigated this candle craving? Um, I sent her one from PF Candle Company. Here in Los Angeles. Here in Los Angeles. Um, they seem pretty natural. I've, I've like done a little reading on candles and a lot of them are pretty toxic. Um, so I'm trying to buy more quote unquote natural candles. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, and yeah, I like that they're local to Los Angeles. They have like apparently contracted with like a third party shipping company to ship out their stuff because most of their workers are not working right now. Um, so I like the idea of supporting a small local business and yeah. So I, I think I'm going to buy some more candles from them today. You're in the mood to kind of like get hygge. Oh yeah, I sure am. You know, it's rainy here. It's rainy here. We're in a rainy week. Here We're in, in a Los rainy Angeles. week. Gotta it, light those candles. Yeah, gotta light those candles. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love my LED candles. Yeah, Dory is a big advocate for battery-operated fake candles. Big, which I am as well. Yes. Fantastic. I mean, I first learned about them from you. Um, yeah, we can talk about these candles. <laughs> Do a whole podcast series uh, of just about these candles. But um, you know, sometimes you want you want the real thing. Well, I, d I will say adding an element, oh, we'll talk more about this toward the end of the episode, but adding an element of coziness right now to your home has been has been a nice touch that I've been doing. I've been just putting up like tiny, tiny lights everywhere, like, digging Aww. up tiny lights and then just putting them up everywhere. Oh, I love that. Anyway. Well, thanks. Um, all right. So let's hear for some, from some listeners. Our first email is a very... Um, helpful email, I would say. Very informative. Very informative. We heard from an anonymous listener with some important information about taking time off of work right now. All right. She writes, good morning. I was just listening to today's episode of Here For You. Couldn't help but feel for the listener who emailed about feeling overwhelmed with childcare. I'm an attorney and practice labor and employment law, so I've been tracking all of the new leaves that are being offered in response to COVID-19, and I hope the information I share in this email can help. A few weeks ago, the federal government passed a law to provide both emergency paid sick leave and expanded the FMLA for persons who are affected by COVID-19. The leave applies to any public employee, although there is an interpretation that it doesn't apply to federal employees, as well as any employee working for a private employer with 500 or fewer employees. If you fall into those categories, you are eligible for the following leaves, up to 80 hours based on how many hours you are scheduled to work on average over a two-week period, of emergency paid sick leave that can be used for almost any type of leave related to COVID-19, taking care of children or dependents, quarantines, including shelter-in-place orders, taking care of yourself due to COVID-19, and taking care of someone else due to COVID-19. 
If you haven't used your FMLA leave yet this year, up to 12 weeks of FMLA leave for parents whose children, including adult dependents, have been out of school. Unlike regular FMLA, which is unpaid unless you use your leave, this leave is paid at two-thirds your regular pay for the last 10 weeks. For the first two weeks, you can use your emergency paid sick leave and doesn't require that you use your accrued sick or vacation, accrued sick time, vacation time, or PTO. It's also applicable for most employees, even if you generally don't qualify for FMLA leave. There's a good FAQ on this leave at the U.S. Department of Labor's website, and I will link to that in the show notes. Um, These leaves are so great and so helpful for parents who are now responsible for childcare, and they're protected. I encourage all parents who are struggling to take their leave. There are anti-retaliation provisions for employees taking either leave, so employers are prohibited from retaliating against an employee for using it. So many employers are not talking about this leave because they don't want to encourage employees to use it. I hope that by sharing the info on your podcast, more parents know about their rights and take care of themselves. It's okay to need more time slash help right now. Thank you so much for what you are doing, and I hope you are both doing well. Wow, great info. Such great info. So I hope some people are able to take advantage of that. Thank you, anonymous employment lawyer. Um, I, I also just want to clarify because people might know that my sister is an employment lawyer. This is not for my sister. <laughs> Do you know that that was my first thought? I was like, ooh, <laughs> Dory's sister. No, this is not for my sister, but she is an employment lawyer. Um, Should I read this? Yes, I was just going to ask if you wanted to read it. Let me clear the pipes. (laughs) This is from Amy on Comparative Joy. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm a longtime Forever 35 listener and really appreciate having the opportunity to spend time with you in the mornings during this time of uncertainty and quarantine. Well, thank you. We appreciate that you're here. I was struck today by the listener who wrote in about comparative sorrow and how we don't have to judge ourselves because we don't really have things, quote, that bad. Listening to this conversation made me realize that I often suffer from the opposite, comparative joy. There's something about being in a situation in which millions of people are doing the same exact thing, staying home, trying to make life work to the best of their abilities, that makes it easier than ever to judge myself against the metric of others. I mean, I haven't finished painting my basement, attended an Instagram dance party, forged deeper relationships with extended family, baked bread, got that meditation practice off the ground, or created an in-home exercise routine that sustains me. What have I done? I've worked. I've nurtured my family. I've read a few books and watched a few movies. I've reached out to friends. I've walked the dog a lot. I've experienced deep anxiety and fear when my two children were sick last week. And despite this, there is still the faint drumbeat of not enough. This really struck me with today's episode when Kate was talking about the Zoom sing-along. I thought, I've never done a Zoom sing-along. That sounds amazing. Meanwhile, last night, we had a perfectly lovely evening as a family with lots of meaningful laughter and joy. This all got me thinking about the importance of being kind to ourselves, as difficult as it can be, as well as the importance for me of limiting my social media consumption. I am working from home or home trying to work. I still have the same responsibilities and even greater worries or fears, worries and fears. The last thing I need is self-judgment related to my use of Zoom. I constantly need the reminder during this time that kindness to myself is essential. Thanks for bringing thanks for bringing this reflection into my morning dog walk. Oh, this morning dog walk mm, saves the soul. Yes, um, this sort of reminded me of the conversations people have been having around being productive during this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also 
it made me think that there is like a version of FOMO that exists even though we're quarantined. Um, yeah. You're like, oh, everyone's having Zoom parties yeah. and I'm not invited to yeah. the Zoom party. Totally. <laughs> yes. It's super weird. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really whole weird. New, yes. And there is, you know, I was thinking back to the listener with kids who wrote in about feeling resentful of childless people who were like baking and puzzling. Yeah. But like child people who are doing this alone or without children or whatever, they're just as miserable and scared. Like everyone is panicked. And I think what often what we see is social media is still performative, even in a pandemic. Right. So like we're still only getting bits and pieces and the best parts and not seeing everyone's pain and fear. (sighs) And we're all afraid right now. So, I mean, Anyway, sorry. Let me let me gently roll off my soapbox because I did, <laughs> did climb on board there for a moment. I mean, it was a sh- it was a small soapbox. It was like a tiny, just like one little, just bar a of little, dove. yeah, just like a little actual <laughs> cardboard box. Of oh gosh. Okay. Um, well, on a on a different note, we had a voicemail that uh, we wanted to play. Here we go. Hi, guys. This is Rebecca calling from Rhode Island. I have been really grateful for all of the content that you are producing these days to um, give me some support and some distraction. It's very welcome. And I've been like binging every podcast known to mankind these days to keep myself sane and feeling connected to anyone anywhere. So I wanted to say thank you. And I really especially wanted to just thank you guys for um, everything that you said and shared and what the listeners shared on the wedding episode. Um, I am not getting married. I am married. I'm about to celebrate my five-year anniversary. But I am planning a memorial service for my mom. And it was supposed to be in June. She died on Thanksgiving last year. I'm going to cry talking to you about this, but, um, she, yeah, so she, we were, had been planning this, um, as a celebration of life for this June. Um, we moved to Rhode Island just a couple years ago and she got sick like immediately. So most of her community is still all over the country where we used to live in New Jersey. Our family is in like Vermont and Tennessee and Arizona and all over the place. So they were all going to travel to this beautiful rural coastal town in Rhode Island where we were going to spend a weekend together and celebrate her and have everyone bring the quilts that she made over her whole life so that everyone could see all these wonderful quilts that she made. And, oh, my God, this is like unerrable content that I'm leaving for you because I'm crying too much. (laughs) Um, But we had to pull the plug. And I, I had been wondering and waffling about what to do and listening to the wedding podcast and hearing from the people who just felt the relief when they finally decided to just call it and say, we're going to reschedule this. We're not going to be figuring out what to do. And Oh, are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this? I just thought, you know what? This is the right thing to do. June is not going to be a time when we can all fly all over the country to be here. Let's just call it. And sure enough, I felt so much better doing it. It was really, really hard to email all of these, you know, like a hundred people or something and say, we're postponing this and I don't know when it's going to be. And I don't know what it's going to feel like to have a memorial service for someone who died before all of this other 
you know, really sad loss that we're all experiencing right now. But we're going to do it eventually. Now is not the time. And sure enough, just like everyone described about the wedding stuff, I felt so relieved immediately after I sent that email. So I just wanted to share that story with you. And thank you. I really appreciate what you're doing. And I want you to know that it's making a big impact for a lot of people. I'm one of them. So love you guys. Thanks. Oh, Oh, this just, I, 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 this broke my heart and I don't think you are alone. I think so many people are having to cancel or reschedule memorial services. There are funerals that are not able to happen. There is grieving, you know, we, we often grieve collectively and in community and not being able to do that is truly painful. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It just sucks. It sucks. I'm glad you were able to find just a little bit of relief from making the decision to actually cancel or postpone the service. Yeah. And you know, I have to say, I I just even thinking about what you were, even just the way you shared what you were planning about your mom's quilts, I felt like I could see that. It was really beautiful. So I hope you know that even just the fact that you called us and talked about it has left like an image in my head that is now making me think of your mom. So I feel like, I feel like there you're already doing it and you will get the, hopefully get the experience that you had planned in the near future. All right. We have one last email from a listener who needs some advice. This is from Emily. Hi, Kate and Dory. I live in the UK where the rules are basically stay the fuck home unless it's an emergency. If you're buying food, going to work, if you can't work from home or a key worker in the community. Today, my neighbors in their 60s had their son and grandchildren around their house having a barbecue for their grandson's birthday. I said to them over the fence that this wasn't acceptable and they were not playing by the rules. They tried to justify it by saying they babysit their grandson regularly and the wife works at the hospital, so they, quote, know the guidelines. My sister works at the hospital, so I know this isn't the case and is, in fact, even more dangerous if she's working with vulnerable patients. It makes me angry because my six-week-old daughter hasn't met her grandparents because the rules are to not see family, friends and family, and I'm not seeking my support network in real life. Was I in the wrong for reprimanding them? How should people approach this sort of situation? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think she was in the wrong for reprimanding them. No, no, no. I don't either. I, my my gut in these situations is like, do you do the best you yes. you're going to do, mm-hmm. and let other people like you. Yeah, it is so hard to change other people's yep. behavior. Yeah, and you are doing the right thing, and. <sighs> I, you did, you mentioned it to them and I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else we can do. I don't think there is. I think it's like you, you have said your piece, you have registered your disappointment in them and that what they were doing is very unsafe for both themselves and the community. And now there's nothing else you can do unless they are putting you in danger. Um, which it sounds like they're not question mark. Um, I don't know kind of how close you are to them and whether you kind of share any space, but it sounds like you don't, but 
um, I think if you felt like you or and your family were in danger, then I think you could escalate it. But I think for now, this is kind of all you can do. And I think you approached it exactly the way you should have approached it. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's right to sit back and not say anything, but I also think once you've said something, there's not really that much else you can do. Yeah. I agree. Hmm. And I hope they come to their senses. And it is frustrating to, to follow the rules of something and then see people not doing it. I, yeah. I get that, especially in the position you're in with, you know, your new daughter can't meet their grandparents. Yeah, I, it's I, such I'm a family bummer. going through that right now too. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. All right. Well, the word of the day, as we sort of teased earlier, is cozy. Mm. I just want to get like real cozy, wrap myself in a blanket and just like put s- those soft sweatpants on. Yeah. Some soft sweatpants, slippers, maybe sip a cup of tea. Watch a movie. Watch a movie. Just like get cozy. That's that's get what snuggly. I'm feeling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you with are me? Able to do it? I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. I'm, Great. I'm into getting cozy. You know what? I saw this and I was like, I'm not gonna shower. <laughs> I don't know if not showering is necessarily cozy. I exercised uh, this morning and then I was like, I'll just keep these leggings on. I feel good. I put a sweatshirt on. I was like, no. Nice. Yeah. That's my cozy. Um, and then our activity for the day. I have mentioned yoga with Adrian before, but I believe that that yoga with Adrian has not been an official activity of the day. And I have been doing her seven minute bedtime yoga routine a few times lately. And it is it is the perfect pre-bed, just like wind down. So I wanted to make it the activity of the day because you don't even need a yoga mat. You can just like, you can really just do it on the floor or on a blanket or, you know, just anywhere really. And it's super easy. You do not need to know yoga. (laughs) It's basically just some stretching. Um, I will do this tonight after I do my animal crossing and I will report back. Oh, good. Thank you. I'm excited for you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We will talk to you on Monday. Have a restful weekend. A cozy weekend. A cozy weekend. If you can. can. Or just a cozy moment in your weekend. Yes. Um, And we're here for you. Bye. Bye.